Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Ice House podcast. Today, we have Darylyn Kane with us. She is the coaching and advisor lead at the Ice House and has been on the Ice House team, on the Ice House staff for nearly five years. So I thought it was about time for us to sit down with Darylyn and to catch up about um, her role, what she does, and some of the benefits she's finding through what we do through our coaching uh, at the Ice House. So thanks, Darylyn, for joining us. That's great. Thank you for inviting me. I've listened to lots of the podcasts. So I'm excited to be on one now. Yeah, <laughs> this is it, eh? Big time. <laughs> um, you do listen to a lot of our podcasts, and I really appreciate that. So yeah. thanks, Sterling. You're awesome. Um, but as you would know, being a listener, I like to um, kickstart the individual one-on-one podcast with some quick-fire questions. So first things first, how do you take your coffee? Well, what's your I'm coffee a- my coffee order is a trim latte with one sugar. And I was hugely excited to learn how to use the coffee machine in the Ice House community space. Yes. Not that long ago when our research got completed. And so really keen to get back to that. But at the moment, I'm buying one a day from the lovely lady up the road in the cafe. My little effort to keep small business going. Nice. <laughs> good on you. That's good. Nice. And what is one book you recommend people should read over the summer? I've just recently read a great book. It's a novel, it's, um, and it's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, H-A-I-G. And it's a great sort of um, almost like a bit of a fable um, about the potential of life yet to live and not underestimating, um, valuing how much you, your life impacts others. It's just a great, quirky read. So cool. love that, read it. Nice. And the other one I always say to people, more businessy is Who Moved My Cheese, which was written in 1998 and has sold 30 million copies. And it's a brilliant, I'm sure most people have seen it, heard of it, read it, but it's such a cool revisiting of the need to rethink and rechange and review what you're doing. And a great little story that you can read in kind of an hour or something. Cool. Yeah, those are my two. <laughs> awesome. Great picks. That's great. What's where is your favorite place in the world? Um, I have to say New Zealand because I've always feel incredibly grateful to have won the life lottery that meant I was a, I'm a New Zealander. Yeah. Um, but the other that um, I just love um, Southern Africa, and so in the last oh, two years ago, have had a couple of trips there relatively recently, and very keen to be able to cool. get there yeah. um, when we can travel again. Yeah, totally. Bring that on. That's awesome. When you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? What are some of your hobbies? I'm a bit of a, um, I'm kind of an outdoors person, but a lazy outdoors person. <laughs> so I do quite a lot of nowadays walking, used to be running, but getting too old. Um, and with tip with friends. Um, and also we've got a, a yacht share. My husband's a big sailor, so I'm more of a gin and tonic sailor. I like the bit where we, an- I like the bit where we anchor up in the evening and look yeah. at what all the other people are doing. <laughs> But yeah, so a bit of that. But and yeah. I'm also a bit of a nerd. I do quite. I, I like to read and listen to podcasts, and I've developed a jigsaw puzzle habit. Yeah, <laughs> which many people in the office now do. Yeah. That's awesome. No, it's good. You keep very busy like that. Now I'm interested in this next one. What is your What is your middle name? Um, it's not very interesting. Sorry, Karen, <laughs> but um, my middle name is Jean, and I'm, oh, I think nice. I think I was named after uh, uh, my. Dad had a sister, Jean, no longer around. My mum was Jean Anne, or one word, so I don't know if that came from there, but yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, a bit of mixed meaning there, it's good. And the last quick fire question is, what was your first ever job? Well, my first 
ever, ever job was I worked in a, a jean factory. So this is back in the, gosh, must have been the 1980, very early, when things were still manufactured in New Zealand. I was on a jean factory, which was in Target Road on the North Shore. Oh, and wow. I, had a, I had a Saturday job, which was once they've sewn, I don't know if you sew, but anyone does, when you sew, there's like a thread left on the um, on the top of the stitching, and I had to clip that off all the time. <laughs> Not just me, there was a whole crew of us. Um, yeah, and I would do that so on Saturday It was just one of the, it, it was so good, and I earned money, but I was fired a couple of times for talking too much. But, <laughs> but then we'd just go back the next Saturday, and I'd be happy to see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, now I think about it, it must have been horrendous. A group of teenage girls kind yeah, of flipping away and yakking. It's like, oh, yeah, probably torture. Maybe not, too, not too high. The poor so woman that managed But, yeah, that was it. That was my fear. And then um, I also had a summer job at a building society one year, which was countrywide. Some of those, some of the older people might remember countrywide. Um, so that was my first foray into real office and work. Nice. That was cool. And leads well into our first sort of key question, which is I'd love you to sort of walk us through your career to date and what you did before working at the Art House. Yeah, gosh. I had, um, I think it's, Liz uses this phrase, squiggly lines. And I think it comes from Claudia Batten, but my, it definitely describes kind of my career history. So I started out as an, I've studied accounting. I did a commerce degree in, at Auckland University, um, which was a really good choice and a really bad choice because it's a really good thing to understand conceptually like the yeah. stuff that um that runs a business but I'm I'm dyslexic with numbers it turns out so, <laughs> so my ability in calculate kind of, yeah it's just calcular it's called I think I literally transpose numbers all the time and have no feeling for patterns and numbers or anything like that yeah so that was funny I did that and did the usual overseas experience kind of thing after we and we lived in London uh, for 11 years wow. and did various kind of jobs around starting out with accounting um, and then I moved more into IT and kind of financial systems, which is probably better given my lack of ability with numbers. <laughs> and ended up doing kind of consult a lot of, I worked for a couple of uh, consulting companies. So I worked for KPMG in London for a long time with projects, oh. which was fantastic because I got to travel around Europe for work and do lots of interesting things yeah so then, awesome what a cool experience yeah it was, it was interesting that some amazing people did um you know just ex experience lots of interesting large kind of large scale things I guess mm. um and then my last job there I actually went to quite a small consulting firm where we did um we tended to work with much smaller businesses which was and more broadly which was really good coming back to New Zealand because I because you kind of here you've got to be much more, um, you know, broadly across a lot more business topics or, or whatever you do. You kind of there's not so many deep specialists. They're more. Yep. Um, so I was just lucky that I happened to take a job. A friend recommended me to this smaller consulting firm. Said I think you'd like it, and it was great. My last couple of years. So came back to New Zealand. Um, worked for PwC for a little bit in New Zealand, maybe a couple of years, and then I decided I wanted to. I just had this idea of I was doing I've been doing consulting for probably 10 years and I used to keep thinking when I came back to this business in a year or so's time would anything really be any different mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or would it, it was just this idea of how did how did we really affect and make change happen 
yeah. and uh, I just got kind of more. And so I ended up um, looking for just, I thought I might do some study again. Ended up finding this amazing master's degree that was at the University of Auckland at the time, and it was run by Dale Cole and Deb Shepard, who awesome. many people who know the Ice House will know. Um, yeah. I met Chris Woods there later on, but Dale and Deb ran my course, uh, and actually Leith Oliver, who has been involved with the Ice House historically, but we haven't seen him for a while. Um, he's doing other things. But yeah, so I met them and studied for a year, did a master's around organisational change. Um, and then somehow I got connected up to, I worked um, executive education, which is the part of the University of Auckland Business School that works with corporates doing um, training programs and developing leadership programs and things like that. Like, and I can't quite remember how that connection happened, but it was <laughs> somewhere in, in yeah. the, in the, and I started working first of all part-time, then I got a full-time role there. So, and I had 10 years of that which was amazing wow. for me because oh. before before that I'd been a real two-year sort of job person yeah but I think I just found le- that that learning and development space which was about such positive change and mm. seeing people really kind of um just work together as groups to build their ability was great and I just loved it so I kind of had, kind of had found accidentally found the spot the right place that I really enjoyed quite yeah and then um there was really happy there um in fact it was the hardest thing I ever did was go and tell my boss there that I was I was going to leave wow uh, because I had um connected with the ice house and met Liz Wotherspoon our CEO of growth and done a program she we worked on a program together that we delivered for uh, NZ CEOs taking them to, to China and the US and um working on their called the global executive program cool um and so I had met Liz and I knew all about I knew about the ice house and I knew and so I um yeah this opportunity came up they said we, we want to put a bit more focus on this part of our business which is that we, we, we kind of talk about it as one to one so we work with one business whereas we have our programs that are one to many in our words which is a whole group of business owners come together and learn and then we have one to one to complement that and so mm-hmm. wanting to build get more focus on that so I came on board to do that. Awesome. But just a privilege to also it was so easy to come to so just so easy to to say yes to the ice house role. Hard to say, I'm sorry, I'm leaving because I love yeah. the boss I had at that time I at the uni I'd worked with you for a long time. She just stepped into a senior role there. It was just a I would love to have kept supporting her and worked with her, but opportunity you don't often get the chance to kind of leap into something that's yeah. not actually the unknown but that you know you think you know you just know that it's going to be good so. yeah so so true and nearly been at the ice house for five years now so yeah the time awesome. has flown by so, yeah. yeah and really cool because you know Auckland Uni and the ice house do have a really great partnership yeah. and so mm. you sort of you know still feel like you're doing things hand in hand in some way especially working with you know you Deb and and Darlin mm. and Chris and all that. Yeah. So that's really cool. So from your perspective, Darlin, what's what's your favourite part of what you do and what's the most challenging part of what you do? Yeah. Well, my favourite part is the people. And I know everyone always says that. But, but it, it's just the privilege to work with a whole group of people like our, our coaching and facilitation crew, is, yeah. as you know, Brian, are just amazing. They're the experts. They're really good at what they do. 
but they're real people as well. Yeah, you so know, true. And that, that's just an amazing combo. And having worked in um, in this the LD development space for a long time, you often see people, they're sort of like, I call them divas, and they're really good at what they do. So, and that's great. So you kind of allow them that, but they're also, you know, they, they, <laughs> not so, sometimes hard to work with, but just they they lack some of them lack a bit of humility but our crew are just amazing yeah they just really have the empathy and understanding about what it's like to be a real live you know running a business and taking all the responsibilities that you have to do to do that mm-hmm. and understand that but also know what it's like to um to be to work in larger you know more complex organizations as well and it's just every time you know I'm having a bad day or grumpy and that's oh, someone will put in the coaching team will call me and I'll have a chat and it's just like yeah <laughs> hang up the phone in my currently shared office with my husband I, I hang up and go, oh I love him he's great <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool it's in the other corner of the office going that's awesome I love that love that answer um yeah it, it really is about the people way eh? the people that we work with and the people we get to support at the ice house as well um i can totally relate to that answer i think it's a goodie this is a hard one though what is what is the challenging part of yeah and i think that's the matching up like getting the right match so a lot of what we're doing in one-to-one is finding the right personal people to work it's kind of i think about it it's hooking up the nodes of the network so all our amazing business owners that have you know achieved amazing things and are looking to do you know other things and how to connect them up with the right person that can help them. And just thinking about, um, yeah, we can't, you can't, we can't do everything for everyone. We love to be able to, um, as we all know. But everyone's in our organisation, I think, is driven by the want, wanting to help and help business owners. But just there are some things that we've, we've got to be focused on. Well, this is what we can do. This is what we're really good at. Yeah. And we're going to focus here. But there's always going to be some things that people we can't do. And I, I've heard Liz say, I use this so many times, what you say no to is as important as what you say yes to. Totally. And it's just so true on so many different frames. And it's finding a way to um, maybe say no, but here is another option that you could look at. And that's, I think that's the hard part. And I'm, you know, I, I only have to do that sort of uh, at a second, really, but I'm not like the team, our amazing customer growth partners who actually have to be speaking know to a business owner and sometimes it might be well actually this we haven't quite got the right thing yeah yeah and that's tough I think because we just want to yeah Yeah. exactly yeah but you're so right like a yes like your yes is actually a no somewhere else in terms of what you've got time for as a person and um yeah what even the coach can deliver and and that sort of thing so yeah that's a good point yeah yeah. No, nice. we shouldn't be, you know, that's, yeah, we shouldn't be um, saying we can do things that we can't. That would yeah, be really totally. Good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I don't think, I think we're actually we're really good at, at not doing that. I've, I've worked in organisation, you know, and you, you often have it, but it doesn't matter. You must just say, yes, we can do it, you know, and, and find a way out of it. I think we're quite, we're very um, honest and careful about, you know, what we are, what our, what we can do well and, and what others should do. Totally. And no sale really seems, not sleazy, mm. but you know what I mean? It doesn't seem yeah. like inauthentic. Everything that we sell and, um, you know, um, deliver, I feel like we really, we're putting the time and effort into saying a business owner should be on a program or do some coaching because we really do believe 
at our core that this right. is the right thing for them, um, which I think makes it a very awesome place, an easy place yeah. to work and to yeah. bring our best to a, yeah, completely agree. That's cool. And um, this is quite a cool question. You cross paths with a lot of business owners and coaches. What is a common challenge that you see owner managers facing? Yeah, I think um, the biggest is um, just thinking they have to do it alone. Yeah. And and we know that it's, yeah, and we see in programs how well people bond and how much they get out of other owners. But just, and I get it because, you know, the buck does stop with you. When you own the business, people are relying on you, looking to you to make decisions. Mm. And I think sometimes you're just in a space where you kind of go, it it doesn't occur to you that actually someone might be able to help me. I could ask for some help. There might be someone out there. And I think, yeah, that's um, one of the, and the other kind of flip, not the flip it, but is not realising how much they actually have achieved. No, mm. so that's slightly the imposter syndrome or something on progress, but just sometimes just going, yeah, actually you've done an amazing thing, so you've done mm. really well, and then that can open, also open your mind to, well, what else could I do if I wanted yeah. to do, um, you know, and it's just just actually going, yeah, I've done some great stuff, what's next? Yeah, 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 I don't think enough of them just take stock of what they've achieved already and just sort of yeah sit in that yeah. moment and go like actually I've done this our team's done this um they're sort of yeah charging the head which is good but yeah, yeah it's always nice to sort of stop and go actually I have done good and give yourself a bit of a pat yeah so a bit of like confidence like in, in larger corporates you do it um where you have the structure you know performance review processes and things like that often I used to say to people they go, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, this is a really good opportunity to look at what you've done and you've achieved. Yeah. And think yeah. about it like that. It's not It's not about, oh, what, what are you doing right or wrong? Let's look at what I've done in the last year. But we, we don't necessarily have, in some businesses, if you don't have that sort of process. And as an owner, you don't have anyone going, oh, yeah. what's your performance thing? So I think, exactly. And that, you don't that have someone you. at the top. Yeah, you don't have someone. You are going, that person. Yeah. Yeah. And so you might have, you know, you might, you might have a co-director or something, but you just, that, that sort of dynamic is often not there. And that's what helps you build the confidence that you can do the next thing. If you never, if you never kind of recognise what you've done well, then you're not going to be confident for the next thing. Totally. Yeah, that's a really great answer. That's cool. So, yeah, how so coaching at the Ice House, how, do, how does it all work from your perspective? Yeah. So we, um, we operate a really bespoke kind of process. So we've got an amazing team and our customer growth partners, who, who you know, um, Briar, who are out there talking to business owners all the time, uh, uh, finding out what's happening for them, what, what yep. their challenges are, what they want to do. And then if, um, if, if they hear of something that it sounds like one of our team coaches can help with, they'll get into a bit more conversation about that. Um, and then they'll look at who we've got and how amazing all the coaches and suggest one or two problems yeah. to see if they can work with that business. And they'll, they'll look at uh, the coach's experience, what kind of business um, industry-wise, but the sort of business functions and things like that that they've got experience in, and also just the personalities and you know, mm. what, what they're like. So the, we're fortunate to have a close team and a, although our, our network, we've got quite a few in our network, we all know each other pretty well. So there's a real like a real personal approach and bespoke approach about well, what's right for our business. And then we set it up and we set up some parameters and agree some objectives and um, put that into place and recognizing that as things as time goes on, things might evolve, you might be you need we have flexibility. So if you yeah. need to change what you're doing, 
um, you know, how frequently you meet the format, even what you're focusing on as they, as they work, as a coach works for the business owner to figure out actually what are the critical things I want to be focusing on that yeah. might change over time. And then we sometimes even get to the point where you've, you've, we've got um, someone who's expert in another area and it might be time to hand over and say, actually, now you want to work on this part of your business, there's someone in our network who can do that for you and they'll be, they've got the right skills as well. So it's yeah. really an ongoing, you know, we want to be helping as long as that business owner needs it. And, yeah. if they, and, and then we look for what helps them. And sometimes that they, they might complete, they might achieve what they're looking to do. So we might, you know, they might have a bit of a break, do something else. But we get people coming back. You know, we have a, an amazing amount of um, repeat business, which is about, not about doing the same thing over and over again. It's about well, what's the next thing. I, I'm, yeah. I've built my ability to do this. What's the next thing I want to work on as well? Yeah, that's cool. That's really great. Do you um, do you find that sometimes a discovery call or something along those lines is a good idea for yeah, the so to the, meet the coach? The, yeah, the coach will, will um, you know, so you'll meet a customer growth partner. They would connect you up, suggest a few options. You can kind of have a look at their profile and mm. then they'll um, that each the coach will spend some time chatting, uh, you know, either on the phone or in person, depending on what's happening in our world. Yeah. And then, you know, it's up to you. There's no obligation either way. So, that, um, you know, as a business owner, you can think about, does this feel like the right person? Do they have skills that would help me? Uh, and they can say no. So, like, actually, this is quite what I'm doing. It's a process of working out, you know, what are you looking for and yeah. who can help you with it the most? And, and we just um, hop, walk you through that process until you find the right person. Yeah, it's great. That's cool. So what are the benefits of coaching? I can, I can think of a few. There's many, yeah. many benefits. I, kind of, I think of it a bit as like, you know, um, most people have one kind of um, person in their personal life. They're, they're the ones who are going to, um, you know, you really value their, their opinion. Yeah. And you're going to go to them if you've got some kind of challenge or a problem. They'll, and they'll, they'll listen to you, but they'll tell it like it is. You know, they're yeah. not pull any punches. And they'll also have your back, you know, when you really need it. Yeah. So, and it's kind of, that's the kind of relationship. It's like an advisor or sounding board. Sometimes then it'll be because you want help with this, help to do something specific. You yeah. know, I've got this title, I want to do it. Can you help me figure out how to get there? Um, and you know, that's a specific challenge. But it also might just be helping you to figure out where do I want to be? Where do mm. I want to get to? You know, I, I, I'm here, I'm doing okay, but I think I could do better. How yeah. do I figure out if I could do better? How do I even figure out what better looks like? And it's that just having that con um, kind of concept. That's a person who gets to know you and your business as well. Mm. And I think it becomes a you know that a, a personal relationship. But there's there's um, that objectivity, bringing that in, and just having someone who who knows about your world, knows a lot about where you might want to be able to get to, and how to help you get there. Yeah, totally. From some of the podcasts that I've done, I've, you know, especially those that maybe are potentially in family businesses, and they always mention, oh, it's just so good to have a coach that's external to, um, you know, to the family business, to the team that I can just bounce ideas off, that it's a safe place. They, you know, want the best for my business, but um, understand that, you know, family dynamics in a business, um, team dynamics um you know it can be really lonely at the top sometimes in terms of people thinking you need to 
know everything um so to have someone that's in your corner like you said and just mm. back you and direct you and and just be a safe place for business yeah. to chat yeah. with is just gold eh and, and that fam- family come that's quite a, can be quite interesting eh because we have so a few that are um so you know siblings in business together and um and multi-generational and there's quite a few challenges in those dynamics totally. and you often will have in that scenario, you've kind of got advisors that you've brought along with you that have been part of the business. So you might have your accountant and your lawyer, but you know, most business owners will have. But sometimes they're almost part of that kind of dynamic um, that can hold things back as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's when I think, you know, you might have the accountant, that the original dad, the original business owner, and, and yes, a son or daughter is trying to make a bit of change and there's the... <laughs> the person that's not really not, not really helping them with that so just getting some new yeah new ideas and new and our our team are, are all very used to working with family businesses we hear so you know but yeah, just yeah. Big time. part of that dynamic but being able to step outside of it as well yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah no so many benefits it's really awesome and at the ice house as well we have you know, we have coaches that specialize in different things. So you've got your sort of brand and marketing mm. potential, yeah. you know, you've got your succession planning, maybe your your um, growth plans and people that yeah. have had great experience in their own businesses as well. So like you said, just they understand, they get what it's like. Yeah, they do. Of. And so everyone's got that, I kind of think of it as broad, everyone's got a really good broad business acumen. Yes. Um, and yeah. then they have a bit of, we've got different kind of depth on different areas, whether it's worked in specific industries or um, in areas like marketing or branding or, mm. um, or things like that, or, or um, really good financial reporting. So we just, it's the bits that, that you need to bring together as a business owner. And, yeah. and different businesses will, you know, you'll look at it and go, actually, you really need a bit, probably want a bit more depth and help here, you're fine here. But mm. then move it around like that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, completely. Awesome. What is one standout coaching story or relationship that has just sort of stuck with you? That's interesting. I, um, there's a couple of different frames, but one thing I'll say is I won't be too specific because of confidentiality. Totally, um, yeah. And so one, I, just, I guess in the last couple of years, the long-term ones, we've got several that actually work with coaches um, and we call it, but they set up an advisory board. So it's really someone that, there's a bit of a disciplined decision-making process that happens regularly. Usually it's monthly, but it could be quarterly. We've got some like that. And they have an ongoing relationship. So they, they've worked with this business for four or five years now. So a couple of, we've got five or six that do this, that um, just really rely on that coach to be in there to, to um, run that process for them mm. and make sure that they're making really good decisions. And they're the ones where they, they'll do everything from helping them to acquire another business or do something like that as part of that but also you know we've had a couple who had to close down areas of their business in the last few or so so it's just that's right to me that's that long a long-term relationship where you really understand what's happening for the business yeah. and I think the other bit has been the, the short term what we've been able to do with the COVID support mm, you, know, you can't really have this conversation without talking about COVID then yeah, yeah. But particularly last year when we had just this sudden shock of the whole world's really changed really quickly and we were able to support um, over 150 businesses that way and awesome. and that was just awesome and that was you know with the help of um, you know, government funding but 
but mm. just to actually to be able to see the help that people got really quickly having someone come into their business talk to them about what can I do how can I what, how can I survive basically mm. and helping them to do that was amazing so that yeah. kind of just it's been an amazing couple of years or so to be part of this kind of activity yeah yeah totally it's it has been really interesting eh? when everything um first came out with COVID um no doubt business owners are going you know will I survive this and really needed that um especially yeah when it all happened was it last year yeah I'm like yeah, it no, feels like it's been forever now but oh. um um yeah definitely um business owners are going hey I, I need some some support and need some help to try to get out the other side of this and so being yeah. able to partner with you know people like um organizations like Auckland Unlimited and, and government agencies to deliver that through our coaches has been incredible yeah yeah yeah, yeah awesome for, so going back to more of you as an individual, has there been a piece of advice you've received that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I love it. This, having just talked a lot on this podcast, I shouldn't say this, but um, the one that's you've got two ears and one mouth and use them in proportion. <laughs> I love, and I've heard it attributed to various different cultures and, and um, wise people, but I just think it's great. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to admit, I've been told that by my um, parents a lot growing up as a kid. Uh, you've got two ears and one mouth. <laughs> um, listen more than you uh, talk. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it kind of that's the thing you hear as a kid, but it, it's even it's as valuable as an adult. Hey? Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah, so true. Good reminder, actually. It's awesome. What excites you most about the changes in working and in business in the last 18 months? Quite a big question, but I was yeah. keen to get your thoughts on it. I think it, and it's been a really tough time. I, the thing I'm just I'm blown away by is the resilience of people's resilience and, and particularly yeah. business owners because it's so much um, weight, if you like, sincere on your shoulders you know um, you're certainly not going to be able to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix and survive mm. um, so that's been amazing and the support that and like we've seen it in our networks the support mm. they've all given to each other yeah and just a whole kind of another level of that which you know we see generally in, in, in normal times <coughs> so that's been amazing I think you know the virtual interaction that that having you know having to do this has been incredible for accessibility the thing yeah it has and yeah. in our world like you know accessibility in, in to coaching it's quite uh, quite easy to do it one-on-one -on -one. it's not it, you know the, we, I don't think the face-to-face -face will ever go away that just mm -hmm. in some ways makes us really um value that and use it really well so I think yeah. that in, in terms of accessibility to all sorts of things that's been um pretty amazing and I think um we've also just um, being able to demonstrate the value of the help of, of the kind of help that the ice house can provide we've had not just from the one-on-one -on -one help but we hear so you constantly hear all the time I hear it in the podcast about how much our alumni have valued the, the network and yeah how to connect and you know we've even put into place the virtual that you look after the ice house virtual that um, virtual interaction tool that's all been part of it so there's been some amazing things that have out of it. I think it's just yeah. you know and now we're in a way thrown back into it the, the leveraging as much as we can what it is we have learned out of the last now two years yeah um, as we go forward is, is so important 
Yeah, yeah, great thoughts. It's cool. So heading into the future, what excites you most about the future of coaching at the Ice House? I think it's just um, being able to build on all of that. Being yeah. To build on the relationships that we've um, either made new relationships for business owners and people that we haven't met before or the ones that um, we've been able to reconnect or just um, deepen and strengthen, being able to do that. For us, a huge opportunity to be able to start to really listen. You know, the, the two years we've got, I guess the virtual gives us even more eyes and ears, or I don't know what you call it, but the ability yeah. to just find out what's going on um, and so that we can start to think about how we can help. I think there's a real opportunity that's coming out for that. We're just, yeah. we're just starting to really um, get into it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and there's lots of opportunity, um, you know, regionally being able to, yeah. you know, we're currently pop, um, you know, having new coaches um, in different regional areas across New Zealand, which is exciting, but also being able to do uh, conversations like these online um, sort of opens up that accessibility space as well. Um, yeah. With, yeah, so so much opportunity. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's just getting, got so familiar. We've had to get familiar with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can. And that, and now we're seeing that it's actually it's really cool because you can just have a half hour catch up. You don't have to get in the car and go somewhere. You can you can you can just do this and carry on that connection. That's great. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's exciting. Lots of cool things in the works. That's for sure. So um, yeah. I've loved hearing uh, about coaching at the Ice House, uh, about the benefits and and what our business owners really get from um, their conversations and relationships. Really with with the, their one on to one coaches um, but also about you Daryl and your experience and um, yeah the highs and lows in the role that you're in so I thought we'd finish on a bit of a fun note <laughs> what is an interesting mm -hmm. fact about you that not many people know this is going to be quite weird sorry but um, <laughs> I just thought about this morning as I was out for my walk Love it, it happened to me but um, I know that you're very musical, Brian. I think you can sing. Um, and there's only 4% of the population who are actually tone deaf, and I think I'm probably one of them. <laughs> but the, 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 that's not necessarily the, uh, the But I have this bizarre habit that song lyrics just pop into my head, as in, no, not ones I'm writing, but existing song lyrics yeah. when I'm walking around. And they're often ones that I can't even didn't even know that I remember. So this morning I was walking around and I saw these two blackbirds on a telephone wire and there's a song called um, Bird on the Wire by Beautiful South but I don't even think it, it, it popped into my head yeah. <laughs> but this happens to me all that all the time the other day I was walking with a friend <laughs> she was talking about making Christmas pudding and putting figs in it and the, so the song from when I was a kid about we want some figgy pudding just <laughs> so this is the very so your life's song. your life's a musical that's what you're trying it's to say not, it's so strange because it, it's and um, then I have but the thing is then I have to go and google because I don't know what it is where it's, where it's from yeah 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 it sticks uh, with you and you're like I need to work this yeah, out yeah so then yeah. it won't go away so and that the other side of that is I apologize if I'm talking to someone and suddenly I look like I'm zoning out I'm probably that's probably what's happened <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, where did that come from so there you go. I'll, I'll keep that in mind in my keep conversations with you I'll try um I'll try add in some yeah some one liners that directly come from songs. Yeah, see, see if how I fast do you can pick it up. See if, see if I pick it up, it's very strange. I wish <laughs> I could remember other things. I can't like yeah, you know, that's what it seems like such a waste of memory. <laughs> I was like, I remember something useful. 
That's awesome. That's a good, interesting fact that not many people know. Um, but thank you so much, Sherilyn, for being on the podcast, for sharing um, yeah, about your journey with the Ice House and, and what you do. And I uh, hope everyone listening enjoyed the conversation and got something out of it. So, yeah, oh, thank you. Much.